Jesus' name. And everyone said, experience required. Now, remember last week we were in, um, we were in uh, uh, 1 Samuel uh, 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 chapter uh, 18. We're going to uh, turn there real quick. 1 Samuel uh, 18 and verse 5 says, and, and David went out wherever Saul sent him and he behaved wisely. He behaved wisely. And then drop down to verse uh, 14. It says, and David behaved wisely. Look at verse 15. It says, and therefore when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. And then verse 30 says, then the princes of the Philistines went out to war. And so it was whenever they went out that David behaved more wisely than all of the servants of Saul. So that this, his name became highly esteemed. Isn't it interesting in verse 5, it says he behaved wisely. Verse 14, verse 15, verse 30, he behaved wisely because I believe a lot of times your elevation, your promotion is connected to your behavior. And we looked at that a little bit last week and we talked about not only, amen, when you, when you are, are, are going through your own personal experience, not only are you required to behave wisely, but you have to stay confident right in the middle of your experience because it's your experience that can make you or break you. And like I shared with you on Sunday, sometimes our experiences are bad and some of them are good, but you got to remember it's the bad stuff that's devil-proofing us. And a lot of that stuff ain't even the devil. Some of that stuff is just, it's just called life. But it's all for your making. So number one, we talked about while you're going through your experience, number one, you have to behave wisely. Number two is that you have to remain confident. And we hit Hebrews 10.35 where it says, cast not away your confidence for it brings great recompense of reward. So we realize that our reward is connected to our confidence and our behavior. And the last thing we talked about last week was to not act out of character. Because you acting out of character, what could take 7 to 11 days will take 40 years. You can put a, a personal delay on what God wants to do in you, through you, and for you because you act out of character. And that's what I love about David. All the times that uh, Saul was trying to kill him, amen, he never acted out of character. In other words, he didn't lose his cool. Look at your neighbor and say, don't lose your cool. And another thing, too, is when you're in your experience, amen, don't excuse yourself from that experience. I have watched people that God wanted to elevate, but they missed their elevation because they acted out of character. They didn't want to go through nothing. In order to get to a palace, you're going to have a pit stop along the way. And that's what you have to look at your pit. It's just a pit stop. Sometimes the way up is down. Anybody God has ever elevated had to go through some hell. They had to go through some friendly fire. Anybody tonight at the Wednesday night been through some friendly fire, been through a thing or two, but look at your neighbor and say, I'm still standing. Why? Because you made a decision to behave wisely. You made a decision to stay confident. You made a decision to not act out of character. And those of us that went through those seasons of acting out of character, we learned from it. Can I get a witness? 
You're like, I ain't going to do that again. I cussed everybody out on, my, on, that, on that floor. Can I get it? Oh, don't act like you ain't. <laughs> you made a pact with yourself and with God that when you went to this next family reunion, you weren't going to talk sideways to nobody. And then four years came around. And you had to make a pact with yourself again for the next four years. Isn't it, isn't it a blessing that he's a merciful God? Can I get a witness up in here that he's a God full of grace? Amen. <laughs> the God of a second chance. Amen. The God of a thousand chance. Hallelujah. But let, let, let's get into this a little bit tonight. That was just kind of a review of what we were looking at on Sunday. But, 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 but I want to talk to you uh, about several things tonight because... And, and, and since we're talking about David, uh, uh, go to 1 Samuel real quick, uh, uh, 16 real quick, uh, verse 6. So 1 Samuel uh, chapter 6, uh, uh, through. we're going to read through uh, uh, probably 10 or 12. Uh, it says, uh, so it was when they had came that they had looked to Elip and they said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Because remember, Samuel is looking for the next king and of course, uh, uh, he, he, he's looking for the next king, and of course, we know the next king, of course, it lives with Jesse, glory to God, it's his sons, one of his sons, so they look at Elip, and then it says, and the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at the appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Isn't that us? Sometimes we can, get, we can get things twisted by looking at the outer appearance, amen, of man and not looking at the heart. So, so God is schooling the prophet. He's schooling Samuel. Then it says, so Jesse called to Abner and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And then, and then it says that Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. It didn't mean that God didn't call them. They just weren't chosen. That's a whole nother topic. Because the word of God says many are called, <laughs> but few are chosen. He can't, he can't choose everybody. Because if to anything with two heads is a freak. That's confusion. When God was ready for the children of Israel to break out of bondage, he raised up one man. Come on, his name was Moses. And when Moses was tripping, God raised up another man. Come on, somebody. Joshua, what's sad about Moses is he got a chance to see the promised land, but he never got a chance to seize the promised land. See, I grew up in church where they would tell you, God going to do in you what he want to do. No, he ain't. Not if you don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You can mess around and miss out on phases of your destiny because of your lack of self-control, your lack of, of, of being obedient to God. So he said, I didn't choose any of these. Then it says uh, in verse 11, and Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest. And there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not even sit down till he comes here. And then, of course, it says, so he went, he brought him him, and now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And he, the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. This is the one. 
But this is the key, people of God. When you are in your experience, when you're going through your own personal trials, it said Romans 5, 3, glory, which means to boast, to brag, glory in tribulation, for tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope. Amen. In the middle of your experience, don't lose your hope, but in the middle of your experience, you will be overlooked. Look at how he's overlooked. Come on. And, this, and, 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 then, and then it's even worse because it's his father that overlooks him. Because we know a father's words carry weight. So his, even his own father is overlooking him. So my point is this tonight, that part of your test is that sometime you will be overlooked. And if you have never been overlooked, I got a word for you here at Kingdom. Keep living. Keep living. He's overlooked. But just because you've been overlooked doesn't mean you are not chosen. Just because you're overlooked does not mean that you're called. I always say no patience, no promise. But his Proverbs 18, 16 says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. How you go from tending to the sheep to now you king? Well, I, I, I believe Hebrews 13, a God the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're going to be surprised who God begins to raise up in these last days. Amen. All you got to do is behave wisely. All you got to do is remain confident. All you got to do is not act out of character. Mm -hmm. So he's overlooked. And then look at 1 Samuel 17 and, 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 and uh, uh, 26. Uh, it says, then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, what shall uh, be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For he who is the un this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered uh, him in this manner, saying, so shall uh, it be done for the man who kills him. Now, Elip, his oldest brother, heard when he had spoke to the men and Elam's anger arose against David and he said why did you come down here and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness I know your pride and your insolence of heart for you have come down to see the battle so already while David is in his experience why he Amen. As in his, his, his season of being developed, number one, he's overlooked and by his father. And then number two, he's underestimated by his brother. Look at what his, his brother, look at this again. Look at that. His brother said, and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Well, you better be careful of people that are critical. People criticize you because they're trying to minimize who you really are. So already you got David who was being overlooked by his father and then his brother underestimates him. But you better remember Philippians 4.13 says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, glory to God. So at the end of the day, he's already a man being overlooked. He's underestimated. And then go to 1 Samuel uh, 18 uh, uh, verse uh, 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 5. So, so he's already being overlooked. He's underestimated. And then when you go to 1 Samuel 18, 5, it says, uh, uh, 
actually uh, uh, go, go, go to uh, uh, seven. So the women sang as they danced and they said, Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousand. And then Saul was very angry at the saying. It displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousand. And to me, I've only been ascribed only a, the thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Sound like some jealousy going on. So now you got your father who overlooked you. Your brother has underestimated you, belittled you, and told you to go tend to them few sheep, minimizing what he's doing. And then you got your spiritual father, Saul, who's king at the time, that's jealous of you. And then look what verse 9 says. Look at this. Look at verse 9 of this scripture, uh, 1 Samuel uh, 18. And it says, Saul, I, David, from that day forward. So now he got his eye on him. Because he sees God elevating him. And all of a sudden, he's jealous of him. What does jealousy mean? Jealousy means the fear of being replaced. And if nobody's ever been jealous of you, keep living. I'm just giving you certain tests that if you ever want God to promote you and elevate you, you've got to be okay with being overlooked. You have to be okay with being underestimated. You have to be okay with people just being jealous of you. I can remember, uh, you know, uh, accepting my calling at, at 24, preaching at 25, and then I can remember at 27, uh, the bishop sitting on me for a year and eight months and wouldn't let me preach. And so I had to go through that where I felt like I was being overlooked. And, you know, the other elders and the deacons would be like, Doc, you know, that was the big term back then. Doc, why you ain't preached in a while? I said, man, I don't know. I said, but at the end of the day, that's Bishop's call. At the end of the day, I'm still submitted to whatever he do because Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey them that have rule over you. So I'm going to just pass my test even though I'm being overlooked. And then they would say, man, he got so-and-so. He didn't preach like six weeks in a row, and we know you better than him. And I could have jumped right on that and been like, I know, man. I don't know what's up with that. And I could have just split the church. You feeling me? But I was like, you know what? Psalm 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes you don't have to understand everything. Just be still. The word be still means to be undisturbed because part of life is being overlooked. Part of life, you will be underestimated. Part of life is that people will be jealous of you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just part of life. It's just, uh-huh. It's just part of your experience. It's part of the experience. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, so he's overlooked by his father. His brother underestimates him. The king at the time is jealous of him. And then, uh, uh, go, to, uh, 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 go to 1 Samuel uh, uh, 30 real quick. And, and uh, 3, since we're still talking about David. It says, so David and his men, look at this, it said, now remember this, it said, David and his men, somebody say his men, came to the city, and there it was, they it burnt with fire, their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Next verse, then it says, then David and the people whom that were with him, they lifted up their voices and they wept until they had no more power to weep. 
Then it says, and David's two wives, uh, Anima and, and Jezreelites, and Abigail, and the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Then it says, now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because their soul, the soul of the people was grieved. It was his men. Remember, I made you, I made you repeat. It was his, remember, it was his men. His men. Now, all of a sudden, the people that are, uh, that are working alongside of him are ready to betray him. So not only will you be overlooked, not only will you be underestimated, not only will people be jealous of you, but now you got to be okay with being betrayed. Uh, you really want to be in ministry. I'm called. I know I'm chosen, Pastor. Are you ready to go through some hell? I remember five years ago, this couple came to my wife and I, and they said they wanted to be pastors. And I said, are y'all ready to get y'all ASS kicked? They looked at me like, ministry sexy, ministry's cute. We're going to have armor bearers. We're going to be escorted in church, escorted out. I said, oh, they're going to celebrate you at first because everybody liked the new baby at first. And I got any parents in the house? You, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> look, at, look at his cheeks. Oh, but when they get about two and a half, three years old, they start getting on your nerves. Start asking questions. Can I get a witness? Why does the light turn green, yellow, red? Uh, oh, what, what's a freeway? What's, 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 what's the what? But right, right, boy, wore us out. You hear me? And she was so cute at first until she started talking. <laughs> Boy, five years later, that brother calls me on the monthly. Pastor, they left me. I said, brother, I told you. They, you ready to get your I'm kicked? He was like, they was only members for two weeks and said, the Lord told them to leave. <laughs> said, welcome to ministry, brother. Has that ever happened to you? I'm like, yeah. Mm, I've had them one week. I'm like, I guess God changed his mind in seven days. <laughs> but I say all that to say, part of the experience is you will be betrayed. That's why you got to be delivered from people. Look at how they were with David, but all of a sudden when they hit a wall and the kids is gone, the wives are gone, they go right into their feelings. Anybody ever known anybody? They'd do well when everything is happening well. Happening. Because happenings. Amen. Everything is happening, but then all of a sudden you hit a wall. They go right into their marshmallow emotions. Man of God's minister said they're ready to cut you. Come on, somebody. Betrayal is a part of the assignment. That's just a part of life. You ain't even got to be called or chosen. You're going to be betrayed. Underestimated, overlooked, jealousy, and now he's being betrayed. Amen. And we'll get into later what he did when he was being betrayed. The last thing is this. 
Go to 2 Samuel 6, verse 14. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. It says, then David, he danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen uh, ephod. And then it says, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with the shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And then it says, now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw uh, King David leaping and whirling uh, before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Now, most of you might not know this, but this is his wife. She despised him. Here it is. This brother's dancing out of his clothes because he finds the Ark of the Covenant because he was more impressed with God's presence than presence. And she despises him. So I say all these five things. And while you're in the middle of your experience, you will be overlooked. You will be underestimated. You will, people will get jealous of you. Amen? And, and I'm so, I, I want people to be jealous. I don't know about y'all, but I want people to be jealous of me. Because, what I, you know when I get nervous? When people stop talking bad about kingdom. I like when people talk about, keep me relevant. Now, I'd rather you say something good about me, but I'm okay with you saying something bad too. Keep me relevant. Oh, y'all might not understand where I'm coming from, but... Even when people saying negative things, you must be doing something right. So you need a few folks to be jealous. You just be like, and then you just love and praise the Lord. I, I know you hate me because you hate me, but bless the Lord, oh my soul. Amen. Come on, somebody. But part of your experience is you will be overlooked. You will be underestimated. People will be jealous of you. You will be betrayed and people will despise you. So those are the five things that we have to be okay with while you're journeying through life. Amen? It just comes with the territory. Amen? And, and, and most of us in here, our favorite dude is David. Can I get a witness? I, I love Jesus, but, but, but we can't hardly relate to him because he didn't sin. But you look to David, that's like, that's my man right there. He was a man after God's heart with issues. Can I get a witness up in here? He, he was a man after God's heart, but I love the fact that he wasn't perfect, but he believed in giving God a perfect effort because when it came, when it came down to the getting down, the brother knew how to repent. Because I believe what you don't own your stuff, it will own you. And David knew how to own the fact that he had hiccups in his life and had human moments. And that's why God can work. God, like, I can work with you. I can't, I can't work with Saul no more because even when he blow it, he don't want to own it. Well, at least David will identify it so he can crucify it. And you never, ever hear him committing adultery again. He even goes into Psalm 51 talking about, Lord, wash me with hyssop, which was an herb back then for a, that would cleanse you. Then he said, wash me, which that word wash denotes that beat this out of me. I really don't want to be like this. So when you find yourself in a situation, it'll be good to say, Lord, wash me. You're literally saying, Lord, beat this out of me. Beat this insecurity out of me. Lord, beat this low self-esteem out of me. Lord, beat this lust out of me. 
So that's the angle that David took, and that's why God was pleased with him. And then when you read about him in Acts 13, 36, it says that he served his own generation by the will of God. Then he went to sleep. So in spite of his hiccups and human moments, he still finished strong because it's not how you start. Come on, it's how you finish. Come on, the Bible already tells us in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30, that young men will utterly fall. My Bible tells me in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. My Bible tells me in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, that there's the well of no good thing in the flesh. God already knew he was going to have some challenges. That's why he sent his son. And that's why I told you on Easter that once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your position never changes. Your condition is trying to catch up with your position. And guess what I've learned over these years? Your condition will never match your position. But that's okay. You just keep leaning on God's grace. Like Paul did. So let's, let, let's, let's get into this. So we talked about the five things that we will encounter while we're in this journey. You will be overlooked. You will be underestimated. People will be jealous of you. People will betray you. You will be despised by people. Amen? Especially when you've been called to go from good to great. Some people can't handle great because, see, now can you handle the people that's going to put their mouth on you? <laughs> you got to just keep whistling and smiling and not act out of character. Behave wisely. Stay confident. So let, let's, let's look at three things real quick tonight, and I'm going to be brief. I'm going to have you out of here in about 15 minutes. Uh, uh, look at this real quick. Go to, uh, go to uh, 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 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. Let's go to verse uh, 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 45. Uh, 1 Samuel, look at this real quick, in 45. It says, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel whom I have defied. Then it says, this day, somebody say this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. Somebody say, and this day. I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines of the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. He said this day twice. That's why I had you repeat it. He said this day. Somebody say this day. Mm -hmm. He said this day. <laughs> I'm about to take your head off. So first thing first, people of God, while you're in your experience, call things that be not as though they are. Before he took his head off, he was calling things that be not as though they are. Put up Romans chapter 4, if you would, verse 17 in the uh, King James Version, if you would. Look at this real quick. Romans chapter 4, uh, 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 verse 17. So call, we, if, if you want God to elevate and promote you and take you to your next dimension, if you will, you have to begin to call things that be not as though they are. Look at this. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before uh, him whom we believe, even God who quickened the dead. Then it says, and he calleth those things which be not as though they were. You got to work your faith. You got to call things that be. 
David was calling, come on, you, he got his brother underestimating him. He's got his, his, his spiritual father, if you will, King Saul, saying, wait a minute, man. This man you about to go toe-to-toe with is a man of war from his youth, and you're only a youth. That could put a complex on somebody. He's literally telling him, get your head out of the clouds, David. There is no way in the world that you're going to shock the world today. But no, David's like, call. David begins to call things that be not as though they are. Listen, some of y'all need to begin to open up your mouth because Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's time for you to open up your mouth and begin to call things that be not as though they are. If you say it, you will see it. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, if you say it, you will see it. You got to, anything that you need, you got to put it in the atmosphere. My Bible tells me in James 4, 2, it says you have not because you ask not. You got to put it in the atmosphere. I believe that you and I, we were created to change the climate. We were created to change the atmosphere. I got any atmosphere changers at the Wednesday night service that know you've been called to change the atmosphere. When you wake up in the morning, the devil gets an upset stomach. Why? Because he knows you're going to go throughout the day calling things. Listen, me and my wife ain't been to nobody's seminary. We've only got to this level at 12 years and four months because we know how to call things that be not <laughs> as though they were. When we needed $1.3 million and there was $2,900 in the church account, we started calling things. Wasn't no seminary that we can reach back to. Come on, I had to go with my experience. And, and, and in my experience, God has always been a Philippians 4:19 God. He always supplies all my needs. You better hear what I'm saying. In my experience, my man David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never, somebody screamed, never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging prayer. Somebody give God a praise. Look at your neighbor say, call it in. You better call it in. All I can go was based on my experience. <laughs> and I've experienced him, amen, as our own time God, a God that neither slumbers <laughs> nor does he sleep. <laughs> that says the God of Israel, I always say the God of kingdom. Amen? Neither slumbers nor does he sleep. Oh, I can stay on this for a minute. You know, I remember, remember I shared with y'all months ago that when Kingdom was nine months old, I wanted to quit because I ran out of topics and messages. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and my wife said, Negro, you got thousands of messages in you. And my wife don't even talk like that. This is a white woman trapped in a black body. So when she says Negro, can I get a witness to it? We like, mom said Negro. <laughs> she 
why did you, Mother Sarah? Throw your hand up, Mother Sarah. <laughs> and so I perked up. I, I was like, I got thousands of messages in me. Because <laughs> a man's wife, words carry weight. I'm grateful that I don't have a wife that despises me, but she compliments me. She completes me. Glory to God. I didn't need her to panic with me. Jesus of Nazareth. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but, but, but why was there a lack of, of confidence? Because I didn't have the experience. Oh, but now I got 12 years and four years worth of experience. I walked up here tonight when I had three or four messages in my mind. But I have the experience now. So guess what? I'll never hit that wall again. Because I'll never be nine months again. I'm about to be 12 years and nine months. So I'm just going from glory to glory. And from strength to... Look at your neighbor and say, it's not an issue anymore. Uh-huh. See, that's what happens when you get delivered from people. That's when you are okay with being overlooked and underestimated and betrayed and people jealous of you and people despise you. Now you done, you so spiritually devil-proof, you, you ain't studied what nobody say because you knew you were fearfully and wonderfully made, created in his image and his likeness. Come on, Psalm 8 and 5 says, me and you were made a little lower than the angels. Come on, so Psalm 82 and 6, that we are children of the Most High and that we're little gods. See, the worst thing the enemy ever allowed you to do is find out who you are and whose you are. Now you can't be stop somebody give God a praise slap somebody say I can't be stopped I, I can't be stopped I, I can't be stopped why because I know I'm gonna be betrayed I know I'm gonna be underestimated I know I'm gonna be overlooked I know I'm gonna be despised but at the end of the day my Bible tells me in Hebrews 13 5 that he'll never leave me he'll never forsake He'll never abandon me. He'll never desert me. Come on and give God a praise. He's on my side. He's a lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. My bridge over trouble. What? You better hear what I'm saying. Somebody scream, call it in. You better call things that be not as though they are. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Well, y'all about to make me preach out of my skin tonight. We it's supposed to be information, not inspiration. We 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 typically get inspired on Sunday. <laughs> Hey, but I tell you one thing, information will get you inspired. Second thing, because of time, number one, call things that be not as though they are. The second thing you got to do is remind yourself about your experience. Look at what the scripture says in verse 34, 1 Samuel 17, 34. 
it says, but look at verse 33. And Saul said to David, you are not able. In other words, you don't have the capability nor the skill set to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when the lion or the bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and I struck it and I delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck it and I killed it. Your servant killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Somebody say like one of them. Seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Number two, remind yourself about your experience. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. Like when you find yourself between a rock and a hard place, financially, you got to remind yourself of the experience that you had with that same test years prior and God swooped in and met every need that needed to be met. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. Remind, that's why David didn't allow Saul to put a complex on him. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't kill some bears and I didn't kill some lions. And he began to put Goliath in that same category with the bear and the lion. See, sometimes because we're human, the enemy will try to hit us with a spirit of amnesia. That's why Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. See, when you put on the mind of Christ, you begin to reminisce. Come on, somebody, about how God has been good to you. Do I have anybody at the Wednesday night where God was good to you? You begin to reminisce on the goodness of God. And you was like, wait a minute, if God was good to me, then he wouldn't bring me this far in the journey to leave me high and dry. So every once in a while, I got to remind myself of my experience. I didn't kill some bears. I, I've killed some lies. I've killed some doubt. I've killed some unbelief. And this thing that's in front of me, this uncircumcised Philistine, you going down just like that doubt went down, just like that unbelief went down, just like that insecurity went down. You going down tonight. Somebody give God a shout. Remind, look at your neighbor and say, remind yourself, remind yourself. You better remind yourself of your experience. When I needed $1.3 million, I began to remind myself of how my wife gave me $1,300 and started the church. <laughs> I said, Lord, if you use her to give me $1,300, you can put it on the people's heart to give me $1.3. Isn't it interesting, $1,300, $1.3? See, when you begin to learn how to call things that be not as though they are, God will begin to add zeros to your life. My God. Look at your neighbor and say, God about to add zeros to your life.
about to add some zeros to your finances. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. My God in heaven. Look at somebody say he can't do it. He can't do it. That's why he El Shaddai. That's why he is Jehovah Jireh. That's why he said in Matthew 7 and 11, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? There it is right there. Somebody scream, how much more? Will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Look at your neighbor and say, all you got to do is ask. See, this thing ain't complicated, nor is it difficult. This ain't Greek and Hebrew tonight. This is elementary. Just ask. I started asking God for that 1.3 million. And Pastor Steele would say, Lord, I know you can do it. Now, Reggie would be going home and be like, how the hell are we going to do this? <laughs> but I allowed the Pastor Steele in me, the God in me, the Holy Ghost in me override the Reggie in me because all of us have that tug of war with our spirit in our flesh can I get a witness oh but he always prevails uh huh because Romans 8 37 says we're more somebody say more than conquerors no, we're more there it is right there yeah and all these things we're more even when you look up the word con conquerors and what it denotes, it means we're super victorious. Next time somebody asks you, how you doing? And all hell breaking loose in your life, you'll be like, I'm super. Everything is super. Pastor, why would I say that when it's really not? You're calling things. That be not. As though they are. And you need to go through an experience of being broke. You, 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 you need to be so, so you can appreciate God that much more. My two older 25 and 23 will tell you we did Roman noodles and potatoes. Isaiah to this day will not revert back to potatoes. Can I get a witness? And I, I like give me some, some sour cream, some chives. Some, some, uh, and sprinkle some cheese on there and throw a big old fat piece of butter. And bring it to me in some aluminum foil. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me tonight. Huh? I might go get me one tonight and trace it with a Dr. Pepper. Glory to God. I feel the spirit of God up in here. <laughs> I got to give y'all this last thing. <laughs> Call things that be not as though they are. Remind yourself about your experience and the last thing because see when you remind yourself of your experience it gives you momentum it gives you leverage it even gives you a swag that's a term of course that they use the millennials I use it too you'll, you'll, you'll have a swag about you be like I'd have been here done that I didn't watch God show up and show out matter of fact I'm just glory in tribulation I'm just gonna boast and brag because my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He'll loose a cow. Shoot. 
Where is, is Derek in here? Derek Johnson, he probably ain't in here. I know he was somewhere around here because he made a copy of my sermon. Amen. So they can put the scriptures up. But Derek came to me when we, right before we moved in here. He said, Pastor, God gave me a word for you. He said, God said he about to loose a cow. I said, he said, remember the scripture. He owns a cattle. On a, he about to loose a big cow. What I thought was going to take one year to raise 1.3 million, God did it in four months. Because he loosed a big old cow. Come on. Because if you weren't here, when we moved in this church, we was burning up. And I told the people, if we don't raise $323,000, we all going to die. How many of y'all was here when I said that? We didn't get them air-conditioned units until the month of June. And I told y'all, this hot as Satan toenails up in here. Oh, but a lady ran my wife down with $150,000. And then she looked at me and said, Pastor, how much more we need? Because I'm hot. I said, we need $100,000 more. That Thursday, she came back up to the church with another $100,000. That's why, but nobody complained to me that it's cold up in here. You better wear a jacket, a scarf, a hat. A fur, come on, somebody. <laughs> I gotta finish this sermon, man. <laughs> go to go to First Samuel, thirty and six. First Samuel, thirty and six. Look at this. Now David was greatly distressed. Remember, we read this earlier. But the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people, the soul they got in their feelings. Everybody was in their emotions. Uh-huh. They showed exactly where they were spiritually. But then it says, they were not only, uh, their souls were grieved. It says, in uh, every man for his sons and daughters, but, somebody say, but David. Strengthen himself in the Lord his God. The last thing is this, people of God. While you're going through your experience, call things that be not as though they are. Remind yourself of your experiences. So that can give you momentum and leverage and swag so you can keep defeating the enemy. The last thing is that you have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. When you're going through your experience, when you're going through your own trials and your tribulations and going through your own setback, don't always look for people to strengthen you. You might have to learn how to high five yourself. You might have to learn how to pat yourself on the back. Hallelujah. Tell yourself, I love me some me. Well, the word of God said, love your neighbor. Like you love yourself. I ain't met too many people that didn't love themselves. So that's my last point tonight. Make sure that while you're going through your experience, while everybody else was, was falling out, now the Bible put it back up. It wasn't like he was just skipping through this season in his life. No, no, the Bible says he was greatly distressed. Not just distressed, but the Bible says he was greatly, he was at a breaking point. But he began to strengthen himself in the Lord. Kingdom, while you are in your experience, glory and tribulation, for tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope. While you are in your, in your own personal experience, Learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. I can be here for you on Wednesday and Sunday. 
But it's on you on Monday and Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You got to get to a place to where when all hell is breaking loose, you start strengthening yourself. You start encouraging yourself. You start laying hands on yourself. Prophesy over yourself. I'm a pastor teacher. I'm not a prophet. You feeling me? Every once in a while, prophet characteristics might hit me, and I might say something prophetic. But when somebody say, Pastor, I need a word right now, I'm going to say, Romans 8, 31, of God before you. I'm a pastor teacher. Come on, somebody. If God be for you, who can be against you? I'm not going to be saying, thus saith the Lord, thy God. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, God didn't gift me like that. I'm going to tell you, Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm going to tell you, hey, I got a word for you. Psalm 91 and 7, a thousand to fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come nigh unto you. I'm going to be like, well, you know, Isaiah 59 and 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood. And I like that it said when, and then say if. But, 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 put it up, Isaiah 59 and 19. So, so shall they fear the name of the Lord who was glory is rising. When? Somebody say when. <laughs> I didn't say if. Might. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Oh, you're going to experience some Katrinas. You heard what I said? Katrinas. Like what happened in New Orleans. Yeah, we had some casualties, but most of them people survived that Katrina. I got anybody in this building that has survived some Katrinas? Come on, some of you grew up in a dysfunctional childhood. Come on, some of y'all abandoned, rejected, let down, disappointed, underestimated, betrayed. Come on, somebody. People were jealous of you. You didn't even have nothing. Despised you, underestimated you. You survived your own personal Katrina. Some of y'all in this building should have personally blew your own brains out. But look at you still standing if you ever go to my Instagram I'll always hashtag don't stop keep going that's my model because he already said in 1 Corinthians 10 13 he said I'll never put more on you than you can bear he said I'll make a way anybody in the building know he's made a way for you somebody give God a hand praise in this place hallelujah Look at your neighbor and say, I needed the experience. I needed the experience. Let me pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. Seal this word in our hearts, our minds.